We at Drunken Outsiders are a proper age to drink. We do not condone or approve of any underage drinking or any driving of sorts while under the influence. Please enjoy our episode. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Drunken Outsiders. I am your host, Ryan. And along with me for this ride is my other host. Are you tasting your fingers? <laughs> oh. It's a cap. <laughs> I'm Devin. <laughs> You're like, your hand in your mouth. So I didn't know. No, there's a bunch it's of alcohol cap. in the cap. Oh, you gotta lick it out, you know. Get every drop. Yep. Well, today, I am partaking in a beer of Shinerbach. Are we going straight into the what we're drinking? Well, I mean, it's not what we usually do. Yeah. <laughs> then what are you questioning it for? <laughs> Tastes pretty good. It's been a long time since I've had a block of Shiner. Mm. Where's that out of? Where is it out of? Yeah. Spotzel? S-P-O-E-T-Z-L. Spotzel Brewery. Brewery. Is that in Texas? Yeah, in Shiner, Texas. Okay. I think there's a lot of box in Texas. I know there's like a Ziegenbach. A Ziegenbach. Oh, there's one more, but I can't think of what it is. Oh. Tastes pretty good, and I don't know why this isn't the national beer of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> it's already taken. Oh, that's right. I don't even know the name of this stuff. The national beer of Texas. It is Lone Star. Lone Star. Tastes like shit. Yeah, I'm drinking a beatbox, uh, the fruit punch one. Beatbox. Yeah, stuff are pretty good. Yeah, damn good. I like the tropical punch ones. Ooh, I don't. I don't like. You don't like pineapple, so. I know. But I love pineapple, so I drink it. Yeah. I've had people, not people. I've had someone tell me that that stuff tastes like syrup. The fruit punch one, or no? Yeah, the fruit punch one apparently tastes like syrup to some people. Hmm. I don't know. I think it tastes like fruit punch. But yeah, I do too. I like fruit punch. Yeah. I like syrup too. <laughs> Why not blend them together? Yeah. You should do that, you know. We should commercialize, you know, medicine syrup? syrup. Oh, that kind of syrup. Yeah, like cough medicine syrup. Oh. <laughs> I don't like the food syrup. <laughs> but like... <laughs> You no, the medicine tasting syrup, you know, stuff to taste. Yeah. Like yeah, they're no. trying too hard yeah, to make like it taste like shit. something and it tastes like crap. Yeah. I hear that a lot about Dr. McGillicuddy's cherry. Oh, really? People say that tastes like cough syrup. Hmm. I don't know. I'm usually drunk by the time I try that anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, there we have it. So, drink. Thank you for listening, guys. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> See y'all next week. That's right, for your other four minutes of content. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're here to give you another crime story. Crime of passion. Oh, it's certainly crime of passion. Passionately disgusting. Yeah.
<clears throat> so today we're talking about the one, the only, Albert Fish. Never heard of him before. He's a pretty CEO famous and Fisher Price. <laughs> That's the guy. <laughs> That's him. I would not be surprised though. <laughs> Maybe. Aren't they like a bigger toy kids stuff? Yeah, they make a bunch of toy or kids toys. I know. But I mean, they're like, never mind. I. Yeah, they've been around for trillions, trillions of years. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> they were making dinosaur baby toys. <laughs> they were modeling them after live dinosaurs <laughs> when they started the company. <laughs> Anywho, we're talking about Albert Fish, not the CEO, but the dirty old man from the early 1900s living in New York. Who, confer- who had confirmed to have killed three children, suspected he killed more, and like tortured and raped multitudes of others. Jesus. Yeah. And the three confirmed ones are pretty, bo- pretty brutal. Brutal. Pretty brutal, Steve. <laughs> pretty sick dude. But we'll get into that in a later moment. Not in a moment, but like later in the episode. Just to clarify. Yeah. I need you to understand. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start off this story with a placement. We're back in 1928, New York. Yay. 28, damn. Yeah, 1928. And it all started with an ad being put in the classified section the sunday edition of the new york world the ad consisting of the words young man 18 wishes position in country edward bud 406 west 15th street young Ed- edward bud you know strapping young man wants to leave home start mm. work so he puts his ad in the newspaper which, I mean, it's kind of young man, 18, looking for a position in country. It's a bit vague. You know? Yeah. It's like seeing hot milks in your area. Oh, yeah. I love those ads. <laughs> <laughs> They're in my newspaper every all the time. week. <laughs> so, yeah, by the following Monday... Um, on uh, this all happened in May, so on May twenty eighth, that Monday, a man came to the door of the buds. Hmm. And by description of Edward's mother Delia, he was an elderly. Uh, he was an elderly man who had a sort of kindly face. He's very. Thinly framed, and he was known by have by his like gray hair and his like big old droopy gray mustache that he had. Mm. Like this guy looked worn. Mm. I get you. 
Like he had some miles on him. Yeah. You don't want to buy that one. Be dirty. <laughs> you won't get your bar. So, he was coming in answer to the ad that they put out mm. for help. He said that he owned farmland out of town in a town called Farming Farmingvale or Farmingville. Mm. Where he had help from his children doing the farm work and he had a Swedish cook. Oh. Yeah. He ran a ran this successful farm consisted of several hundred chickens and half a dozen dairy cows. And a shit ton of meatballs. And a shit ton of meatballs. Swedish Swedish meatballs. Sounds really good right now though. Swedish meatballs? Yeah. yeah. And he was saying that one of his farmhands was moving on from working on the farm. So he needed a young man to replace the guy. And the guy said his name was Frank Coward, by the way. If oh. I didn't say that. Nope, you didn't. So he met Edward, talked to him a little bit about it, and said he would come back on that next Saturday mm. to come get him to pick him up because he was going to hire Edward and hire his friend that was like there too oh okay so week goes by Saturday came around and the day that Mr. Howard was supposed to be there to pick him up he didn't make it he left a message saying he was held up he'll come back the next morning. Oh, okay. So then by 11 of the following day, Frank Howard had came back to the Bud's home bringing gifts of strawberries and pot cheese. I don't know what pot cheese is. Just cheese in a pot, I guess. That'd be my guess, yeah. And strawberries. Good stuff. She said we're products of his farm, so that'd be nice. Try freshly made stuff. Um, it kind of looks like cottage cheese. Cottage cheese? Yeah. Oh, I do like cottage cheese. Except, like, it looks larger and fluffier. Fluffier cottage cheese stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Well, cool. Like that. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, I've seen that stuff before. Oh, I haven't. Not like in person. Oh. Like everything I see. Yeah. Just, I've seen it. I've I've, I've seen this stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know it exists. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> oh, boy. well. Bringing all that stuff and coming back. They decided to have lunch together. They invited him to lunch. Oh, that's nice. Because this was a big moment for Edward. He's getting his own job. Yeah. Good for him. And that's when Mr. Frank Howard met... No, it wasn't the youngest daughter. 
but it was the second to youngest daughter of the Buds, 10-year-old Grace. And, yeah, it kind of starts to get dangerous from here on out. Mm. <laughs> A little bit. Well, they're all having lunch, and then Mr. Howard just, like, sets his sight on Grace. Oh. Like, has her sit in his lap. Oh. He's like, not like touching her, but like, <laughs> you know. I'm dressing her with his eyes. Kinda. I mean, it's like rubbing her face and all that. Oh, touching her hair. Christ, that's weird. Having her kiss him on the cheek and all that stuff. What the fuck? What are you talking about? Is this all normal? 1928 normal. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Just seems kind of weird. You have some stranger come in your home and like, you know, hands you with your daughter, it, basically. Yeah. Your 10 year old kid. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, what's going on here? But you know, it does it. Continues that way. Until hmm. they're eventually done eating lunch. And then he gets ready to leave. And he kind of basically goes, Oh, I have a niece's birthday party I have to get to right after this. Maybe I could take Grace there with me to have fun with all the other kids and stuff, you know? Yeah. So like any good parents do, they say yes. <laughs> so basically Grace leaves their home with this strange man that they have no idea who he really is they just know he came to hire their son that's the last time anyone saw Grace Blood alive damn so basically he said he was going to bring her back around 9 that night but 9 o'clock rolls around, no Grace, no Frank Howard. So they start to get worried, you know? They should have been worried from the get-go. I mean, yeah. They should have been. <laughs> Clearly it didn't happen. <laughs> and then... Well, yeah. Day, days go by, still no word on grace mm. um, she just disappeared damn so obviously must be a killer birthday party <laughs> <laughs> it was a crazy one yeah everybody got way too fucked up <laughs> yeah just kids everywhere drunk on sugar <laughs> and stuff they're all hanging from the trees yep Little Billy's out back throwing up. <laughs> like full on hands on knees. It's like. <laughs> God if you let me live through this night. I'll never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody right beside him holding his hair. <laughs> yep. <laughs> let it out. Let it out. Yep. You're okay Billy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like gets up. Wipes his face off. More cake. <laughs> 
sometimes you just gotta puke and rally, Timmy. That's right. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Just hear a bunch of like four and five year olds be like, "Let's get fucked up." <laughs> Party streamers everywhere and all that stuff. Yep. The room starts spinning like you see in the <laughs> movies when somebody's fucked up. Yep. I don't know what kind of music. I don't know. Kind of soundtrack, you know? You hear <laughs> yeah. like, kick ass beat to it. It's like, oh shit. Would have been classical back then. That would have been awesome to see too. <laughs> Just faster paced classical music and it's just like yeah all of a sudden the DJ puts in put your fucking hands up goes back to Beethoven <laughs> puts a little beat in there yeah it lays down the first beat and then like stink pump version of the mist going up it's like yeah. confetti everywhere Except they're poor people, so it's just like newspaper shavings. Yep. <laughs> we should do that one time. Have a classical music rave. That kind of sounds fun. <laughs> it would be. I'll get vinyl record. We'll just line up the whole thing with like those old. What the fuck are they called? <sighs> like you put the record on and it's the yeah. big metal bell horn on it, blaring yeah. out the music. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be fun. Where was I? <laughs> I have no... Oh, um, yes. Children's birthday parties. Yep. And she going missing. Seen. Yep, she wasn't seen for three days, I think you said. Yeah, she was not there for a few days. And so they tried to look for Frank Howard at like this house address that he gave them. But sadly... The address doesn't exist. There's like no place. Does the town even exist? Farmingville or whatever you called it? I... Nope. No? Nope. When they went to the police, they checked on it all. Nothing about the story is true. There's no Farmingville. There's no farm. There's no chickens. There's no cows. There's no farmhands. And worst of it all... You're There's gonna... no Swedish cook. Ah, oh, fuck. I know. I thought you were going to say there was no birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> Don't break the hopes and dreams, right? <laughs> there wasn't a birthday party. Oh, no. All those kids having fun, <laughs> raving it out. To classical music. <laughs> They're not real. No. They're made up. Damn. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna read a little bit here to make sure I'm up to date on what up. What do you think a 1920s pinata looked like? Gray. <laughs> just the one simple word, gray. It's just a cardboard box with a smiley face on it. <laughs> if they can afford it. <laughs> Poor people can afford boxes. Somehow. Hell, they live in them.
Homelessness is an issue. Not to make light of it. Yeah, it is an issue. But it's still fun to make fun of them. I mean, it's 1920s. We can still make fun of them. <laughs> yeah. It's like 400 years ago. Yeah. I think the time of morning is done. <laughs> Fuck, talking about that, I just seen somebody posted a joke about Matthew Perry's death. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's never too soon. <laughs> I'm like, nah. <laughs> what, are they making jokes about... How he drowned in a hot tub? Is that how it actually... He drowned in a hot tub? I don't know. I thought That's he, like, overdosed on ketamine. And I think he did that and then drowned in a hot tub. Oh. Or they found his body in a hot tub, at least. What a way to go. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, maybe not the worst, you know? He got fucked up, you know, got too high, fell asleep. Yeah. Couldn't even tell he was sleeping or drowning. Yeah. He was dead. Just made himself happy into death. Yep. So, don't do drugs in hot tubs. <laughs> That's the message today. Drugs are bad, okay? Drugs are bad, okay? <laughs> Yeah. Fucky cow. Cow, what's another quote from that show? Never mind. We gotta move on. Whoever's taking Dookie in the urinal. <laughs> Zipline. Zipline. Shaka, bro. Shaka. Oh, man. I even caught. Well, How I was is the chili, Scott Tannerman? <laughs> <laughs> Are you having fun at the chili con carnival? <laughs> I call it my Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Tannerman chili. <laughs> I'm training this horse to bite off Scott Tannerman's wiener. <laughs> Alright, okay, that sounds good. Wait, what? <laughs> Anywho... So basically that got hold of, jeez, where did we get onto South Park from here? We said drugs are bad because we said talk about Matthew Perry. (laughs) Okay, so basically from the point of them finding out that this dude's not real, um, they started doing their proper investigative procedures for child kidnapping kind of stuff. Checked out everything. About the supposed Frank Howard, obviously not real. So then they started having the family check through like photos and of all these known child molesters and kidnapper people. Yeah. And mental patients. People like that. But nobody matched the description of Frank Howard. Damn. So... That was about it for that. Couldn't really do much else. Still tried, but yeah. Yeah. So basically, and it was a lot of like you know people posing as the kidnapper, you know, playing pranks on the family, sending them letters. Oh, Jesus. 
Yeah, they did that a lot. <laughs> like some of them describing how Grace is alive and well and happy somewhere else away from your family. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with people in the 20s? Others telling them that she's just dead. <laughs> it's like, why do this? What do you get from this? Ten letters in one day. Three of them are, oh yeah, I killed your daughter. Are you just flipping through them and you're like, Gracie's dead, Gracie's dead, Gracie's dead, Gracie's dead. She's happy Ooh. and alive. <laughs> Bill. Birthday party. <laughs> Gracie's dead, Gracie's dead, Gracie's dead. Alaska. <laughs> I didn't get a letter from Alaska. Gracie's dead. I bet the first letter they're like, oh my god. And then they, the next day, yeah, like, they're five of them out. came in and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> All these people knew Grace? <laughs> How many times does their child need to die? <laughs> Wow. If I had a letter for every time they brought her back from the dead and killed her. You mean a nickel? Yeah. What did I say? A letter? (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) We already have enough letters. (laughs) They would definitely need that nickel because they're poor as shit. I could use the paper. <laughs> you get her? No, I was trying to swallow. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, pretty much a lot of letters, and a lot of people being assholes later. <laughs> Case is still open. So, pretty much on November 2nd of 1934. About six years later. Damn. Not November 2nd, like... Wait a minute. Is it November 3rd? Oh, okay, no. What? (laughs) (laughs) It's about, like, ten days before November 2nd, like... There was, like, one... Detective who is actively still on the case. Mm. So he like, you know, puts like a, like one of those phony things in like the ad, not the ad, like newspaper columns saying they're about to break the case, you know, because sometimes do that, they'll get to kill her to get a response somehow. And that's basically what happened. Nice. So 10 days later, the... Buds received yet another letter. <laughs> and because of her distinct lack of education, Delia Bud had her son read the note. And once they got done reading the note, they me- immediately went to the police station to talk to the detective. Mm. This 
is the note. Grace is dead. <laughs> oh, I'm right on it. Sweet. Swing. Wink. Okay, okay. This is the note. My dear Mrs. Bud, in 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer Tacoma, Captain John Davis. They sailed from San Francisco for Hong Kong, China. On arriving there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. At time, eh, uh, 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 I can't read. At that time, there was a famine in China. Meat of any kind was from $1 to $3 a pound. So great was the suffering among the very poor that all children under 12 were sold for food in order to keep others from starving. I have no idea if any of this is true, but that's brutal. A boy or girl under 14 was not safe in the street. You could go in any shop and ask for steak, chops, or stew meat. Part of the naked body of a boy or girl would be brought out and just what you wanted cut from it. A boy or girl's behind, which is the sweetest part of the body and sold as veal cutlet, brought the highest price. John, John stayed there so long, he acquired a taste for human flesh. On his return to New York, he stole two boys, one seven, one eleven, took them to his home, stripped them naked, tied them in a closet then burned everything they had on. Several times every day and night, he spanked them, tortured them, to make their meat good and tender. First, he killed the 11-year-old boy because he had the fattest ass. And of course, <laughs> that's on the letter, just saying. I did, I did not put anything in. That's literally what the asshole wrote. First, he killed the 11-year-old boy because he had the fattest ass. Another swig, Devin. You'll be good. Now I'm gonna need a moment. <laughs> you alright? <laughs> Just get the reading. First, he killed the 11 year old. say ass no, just read it, please. <laughs> Jesus I won't read fine fuck first he killed the 11 year old boy because he had the fattest ass of course the most meat on it <laughs> every part of his body was cooked and eaten except the head bones and guts he was roasted in the oven Shit. 
all of his ass. (laughs) 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 All right. Boiled, broiled, frying stew. The little boy was next. Went the same way. At that time, I was living at 409 East 100th Street, near right side. He told me so often how good human flesh was, I made up my mind to taste it. Damn. On Sunday, June the 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street. That's a big tell. He knew their, well, I guess they all knew their address. (laughs) (laughs) Sending death death letters every day. Brought you pot, cheese, strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her. What the fuck? On the pretense of taking her to a party, you said yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs and stripped all my clothes off. I knew if I did not, I would get her blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in a closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry. She tried to run down the stairs. I grabbed her and she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked. How she did kick, bite, and scratch. I choked... What? Yeah, I would too. I mean, yeah. I choked her to death, then cut her in small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook and eat it. That was a weird sentence. How sweet and tender her... (laughs) 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 Alright, I gotta finish this letter. How sweet and tender her little ass was rushed in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her, though. That's good. I did not fuck her, though I could have had I wished. She died a virgin. Damn. She did not have the fattest ass. (laughs) Is that really on there? No, that that, that part was for me. The rest of it was 100% the letter. <laughs> Damn. So, considering the, like, certain details in the letter, you're like, yeah. oh, shit, that's the guy. Definitely, yeah. It's not just saying Grace is dead, it's actually... It's full-on details of how that day went. Yeah. So yeah, they eventually tracked this letter to NYPCBA. I don't know what the fuck that is. Oh, the New York Private Chauffeurs Benevolent Association. Whatever that is. Hmm. So this like group, there was like this stamp on the letter it was of this group oh okay so 
cops tracked it back down to them. And with the cooperation of, you know, the president of the association and all the employees, um, I guess there was some kind of emergency meeting of the members was held to, like, get things straightened out. Like, who sent this? Yeah. Was it you? Or was it you? I was going to say something, but I'm going to hold my tongue. I was going to say something too, but I can't say it without laughing real hard, so. It was probably about the same thing. Probably. So in the meantime, the police had checked out handwritten kind of membership forms. Oh. That would match the writing of this Frank Howard. Yeah. So basically they learn about a dude. Okay, they somehow tracked all this back to, like, I don't know if it's a halfway house or, like, some kind of apartment living kind of thing. Okay. Where, when he, like, questioned the landlady about all this, she pretty much gave a description of an older gentleman who had been living there, like, the past few months Mm. that matched Frank Howard's description pretty much to a T. Nice. They had mentioned that he had checked out like only a few days ago. Oh. Like he wasn't living there anymore. So you would have thought they lost him. But in fact, she was actually holding on to a letter for him because it was money from his son. His son's son's money and all that. So he would come back to get it. And so a few days later, here he comes in. And it's him. It's Frank Howard. Oh. His speech. Or what he becomes known by a bunch of different like eyewitnesses to what he does. They call him the Gray Man. The Gray? The Gray Man, yeah. Mm, because nice. he's he's all gray. Yeah. Huh. So basically, yeah. But it's not Frank Howard, as you know. In the end, his name is Albert Fish. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Is that his real name? Or? Well, yes and no. Uh-huh. We'll get into that at a certain point. It's really so, like yeah. what? Albert Fish Canna? Do you say Fish Canna? Yeah. <laughs> My real name is Albert Fisherton. <laughs> Alberta. Alberta Fisherton. Rips off the mustache. <laughs> Puts lipstick on. Yep. My real name's Alberta. So, yeah. Basically, cop asked him, are you Albert Fish? He's like, yeah. I gotta arrest ya. He, like, pulls a knife on him. Not the cop. Albert Fish pulls a knife oh. on the cop. <laughs> the cop pulls a knife. <laughs> it's like one of the fake ones. <laughs> stab, stab, stab. <laughs> it's like pushes in it. <laughs> like looking at him. He's like, okay, now you play dead. Yeah. I have to arrest you. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, basically arrest him. And then we will get the full confession in the life story of Albert Fish in our surprise part two to this series. 
So look forward to all this messed up stuff. Yeah. Because it's only going to get worse from here. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So. Ready for facts? Yeah. So. Violins. Violins? Yeah, the musical instrument. Okay. Actually very complex to make. There are over 70 different pieces of wood that are put together to make the modern violin. 70 different pieces of wood? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. No. They don't look that hard, but... It's pretty intricate. I guess, yeah. Can you go make one? (laughs) Probably not. Okay. You don't want to learn violin? I think it'd be cool, yeah. Think so? Sound beautiful. Mm -hmm. I just I, I just shook my I'd head yes beautiful. like they can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> on this audio format, we really need you a picture yeah. what's going on in the room right now. Wow. Intricate stuff. Yeah. Beautiful sounds come from complex things. Yeah. As life goes. Basically, my fact is our our place, our story takes place in New York, so I thought we'd have a little fact about New York. Did you know there are as many as 800 languages that are spoken in New York? Did you know that? I didn't even know there's 800 languages. There's a shit ton of languages. Like you get different dialects and like yeah, damn different stuff throughout regions, like different countries too. But yeah, more like more of eight hundred completely different languages spoken in New York City by itself. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a lot of languages. I only know one. I struggle with one. One and a half. I know some words in Spanish. You struggle with your. English. <laughs> it's one of the hardest languages, they say. English? Yeah. I'd imagine. It's a tricky one. Yeah. And I was born to learn it. Yeah, I was born in it. That's crazy. 800, that's a lot of fucking languages. It is. I wouldn't be able... I don't even know what... All of that would be, obviously, you're going to have English, probably Spanish. Russian. Russian. French. Italian. Italian. German. Yeah, I think. Chinese, Japanese. Irish. Korean. Mandarin. Mandarin, that's a good Cantonese. One. Maybe. Where do they speak in Thailand? Thailandese? <laughs> I don't know. Taiwanin? That's not a word. No. <laughs> they speak Thai. Taiwanese? I think it's just Thai. Oh. That's a T. <laughs> I don't know. Can't even name Portuguese? Norwe- Norwegian? No, that's Dutch. I'd be Dutch. Yeah. What did you say before that? Portuguese. Portuguese. Not right. My guy. What do they speak in Brazil? Brazilianese? Spanish. 
Like it, that's just a different form of Spanish than what Spain and Mexico speak, which that's even that's a, a different form of Spanish from each other. There's like <clears throat> different kind of words mm. and stuff, like, you know, okay. regional kind of things. But I mean, it's pretty much the same language. Mm. Okay. Hieroglyphics. Yes, they still speak in hieroglyphics <laughs> down in Brazil. No, I meant for Egypt. Oh. Arabic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nigerian? Libyan? Hmm. Syrian? Irenese? French? How do we forget French? I said French. Oh, sorry. I think it was like the third one. Yeah, I'm out of languages. Polish. Polish. Swedish. Yeah. Yeah, definitely could not name 800 languages. We're struggling with a dozen. <laughs> Huh. What was I thinking of? There was one. Cuban. Cubanese. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, huh. Crazy. Woo! Albert Fish. And we're not even getting to the juicy bits yet. Yep. Get a, hit us up next week for part two. That's right. Part dos. Of this sick, sick man. All right. Well. Yeah. Follow us on oh yeah, Twitter, Instagram, and everything else you can find us on. Yep. Five stars, people. Five stars. Yep. We need them. We're desperate. It helps more people find out about us. Spread the word. Yep. Good or bad, we want your attention. Yep. Are you for another beer? Let's go get another beer. Yep.